But the Lord has got some good things in store for us. Are you ready? <laughs> well, let us give, I'm going to let Bill introduce his team. But let's just give Bill a uh, shout and a thanks and welcome from New Covenant. A warm welcome. Amen. Come up, Bill. We bless you, brother. Uh, love you, man. Love you. Mm. Uh, praise the Lord, church. Wow, that's it. Where, where, did the, where everybody go? I said, praise the Lord. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> and we got a lot to praise the Lord about. Amen. Hallelujah. You guys haven't met Ryan. This is Kyle sitting down. This is Ryan. And their grandmother and aunt came to visit today, too. Yeah, they drove five hours to be here. Isn't that awesome? Praise the Lord. But like your pastor said, I don't know what God's going to do. Isn't that awesome? So we can get up and go through our things that we do. Amen. But we're talking about God's presence. There's something happens in God's presence. I'm all about laying on the hands. I'm all for that. But there's a time when you get in God's presence. He does it all. I know we just were up in Houston, Texas. Wow. His presence was so strong that a four-year-old boy come up a death mute, went back to a seed hearing. Just, amen. And then his mom got her hearing. She was a death mute her whole life. See, that's, that's about God's presence. How many of you are waiting on the Lord this morning? Well, we got 20 hands out of about 100 people. So that means 80 of you are not expecting. You must be the 380 that left before the upper room. So the 20 that are expecting, you're going to get pregnant with something great. The other that aren't expecting, then we'll just keep talking until something breaks and you can get in a spirit of expectancy because you're in God's labor room today. Amen. We're going to burst something new today. 2013 is something new. Amen. So let's get all together together, amen? See, they were all together together in the upper room. What? In one place. See, they were all in one accord, but they were in one place. So you got to decide that today this is that place. you got to decide today in your heart and in your spirit, this is the place. This is where God's going to show up. So we got to get an agreement. God's going to show up in this place. I mean, they were all in what? One place. They said, this is it. This is the place. This is the upper room. This is where God is going to show up. Yeah. See, they got an agreement on it. How many can agree that this is going to be that? Yeah. That this is going to be that. This is going to be the place. I don't know about you. I am waiting and expecting God to do an extraordinary and an ordinary day. He's not an ordinary God. See, this could have started out as an ordinary day for you. Just like the mother, <laughs> just an ordinary day, packing an ordinary lunch for an ordinary son. And today we read about it, 5,000 got pay, pay, uh, fed. How many of that wasn't an ordinary day? But it started out ordinary. So you got in that car today, this is another ordinary Sunday. We're going to go do the ordinary things. How many of God's a God of the extraordinary? How many could turn this day upside down for all of you? How many can turn this place upside down with all of you? See, we're not radical enough. We think we're radical, but we're not radical enough. See, we can even get religious about what we do. Oh, we're not religious. Oh, yes, you are. Start doing something you've never done before to get something you never had before. That's getting radical. 
See, I don't know what God's going to do today. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for God to do something to turn this place upside down. Because we're going to start this year off right. This is the year of the bride. You are that bride. So you've got to expect something. And you've got to decide this is the place. That means you're going to bring every thought into captivity and everything that's all itself against God, you're going to bring it down. I can't. You've got to decide it. I mean, you know, you've got to get your thoughts into what God's doing right now. That little boy was expecting something. He's already four years old. See, we got to get like a four-year-old child. He didn't get up there and question whether or not he's going to be healed. Amen? He healed. But it was in one place. See, they got to decide we're in one place today. It's good to be in one accord. And it takes a lot to get you all together together. I understand that. Because you're all over the place. We're all over the place. It's like the body of Christ is schizophrenic. We're all over the place. And, and God said, I, I, want to, I want you all in one place today. Amen. You know, I'm not going to start thinking about where we're going to lunch today. Amen. This is the day. This is the Lord's day. Amen. See, we fill it with everything else. We've, we got the whole afternoon figured out. But whatever happens, say, you know what? This is the Lord's day. Amen. And, and we, don't, we don't know what time church is going to be over. And it don't matter when it's over. Because I, I know about you, I'm expecting God to do something. And, I, and I've, I have to walk back and forth for an hour and just do nothing. That's fine, too. But I'm not going to miss what God wants. I know about you, I don't want to miss what God wants to do. I mean, he closed out 2012. I don't know about for you, but for us as a team, well, the last month or two, well... We see more miracles than I've seen in 35 years of ministry. Wow. While everybody was focused on gloom and doom and Friday night on TV, and God was closing out the year with miracle signs and wonders. Yeah. As a sign and a testimony to you, I'm on the move. Yeah. I'm still in control. It's not the White House. Yeah. I'm still in control, church. Yeah. He's the one that got on Calvary, said it was finished. It wasn't the White House. He said it's finished. He closed out the year with signs and wonders. We're seeing a transitioning going on. We're seeing an increase of the anointing going on. Some you don't know what to do when this anointing touches you. You'll say, man, I, I, man, I don't want to be in there. I'm feeling something. There must be something wrong with the place. There must be something wrong with the preaching. There must be something wrong with the praise and worship. No, you fool, it's God touching you. That's all. He says, you know, I, I want to do something new. So the glory comes close to you, and all of a sudden this light shines on you. You're like, whoa, I'm kind of a little nervous here. It's all good in the holy hood. It's God moving in. It's God moving in. It's God moving in. See, God's getting even closer, daughter. <laughs> He's getting even closer. He's getting real close. It's a year of clarification for you. There's much, much you've been inquiring of him. There's much you've been pursuing of him. There's been a lot of delays. You said, Lord, I'm done with the delays. So many prophetic words, but Lord, when is it going to manifest for me? He says, today it starts, my daughter. Today's the day I'm going to start a new thing with you. Today, daughter, I'm going to just turn eternity around right in front of you. You're going to see you're right in the midst of what I'm about to do. 
You're going to see that I've not abandoned you, not forgotten you. Go ahead and keep dreaming that impossible dream. Your dream's about to become a reality. God is in the midst of you. He's not forgotten you. You're a precious daughter, and Daddy loves his little girl. Hallelujah. He loves you, girl. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, we're going to do it God's way, however God wants to do it. Amen. And that's going to be awesome. It's going to be radical, dude. It's going to be so radical for you. God's going to turn you inside out and upside down, but when he gets through, the glory will emanate right from you. All of a sudden, it's a year of favor. You're a good son. They said, tell my son you're a good son. Be encouraged, son. Daddy has remembered you. Daddy is mindful of you. He's never abandoned you nor rejected you or walked away from you. He said, this is the year, son. This is the year of breakthrough for you. This is the year doors are going to start opening like never before. There'll be no lack when it's through because the glory will be all over you. The glory will heal and mend and restore the last two years and the battles that you've been through. This is the year of favor. God said, son, I have remembered you. Amen. It's now, son. He's a God of right now. Right now. We were just in Porterville sometime last year. I don't know when, but we were in Porterville, California. And this lady was sitting in a wheelchair. And her husband said she can't walk. Her ankles or something about her ankles are gone or something. Who knows? He's there trying to analyze what's going on with her. And God said, be quiet. Sometimes God tells you to be shut up, you know. Sometimes God has to be rude and tell you to shut up. Because you're so busy trying to talk yourself out of a miracle. God's trying to talk you into it. He's not going to argue with you. See, he's going to invade the church. He's going to invade you. It's going to be awesome. And that lady came out of the wheelchair because God had his way. See, God's going to have his way in here today. So I praise the Lord for the privilege of being with you at the beginning of the year. To impart something fresh to all of you. To get a hold of the vision, to get a hold of what God's about to do. Not what you hear in the news, not what you hear in the newspaper, but get a hold of what God's doing. This is going to have to be a radical move of God. This is going to be a radical move of God, and God wants you to ready. But get it settled in your heart. This is the place. This is the place. God's going to, God is here. Not going to be. He is here. See, you've got to be in a place of expectancy. If you're not expecting, that's like going to the airport to get a plane and not expecting it. You say, well, that's stupid. But a lot of people do the same thing. They go to church. They aren't expecting nothing. It's just another Sunday morning. Is it really? I guess that mother thought it was just another ordinary day. Just another ordinary day, huh? Elijah, Elisha is out there plowing in the field, minding his own business. I love it. Elijah shows up. How much world gets changed on an ordinary day? It's an ordinary day just out there plowing the field. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden this crazy man comes along and throws his mantle on him. How much world got changed? It was an ordinary day. It's an ordinary day for Saul. Just an ordinary day. Somebody leaves the gate open, the mules get out. He comes back a king. Just an ordinary day. Just an ordinary day. See, it may be ordinary, but it's really extraordinary. You're here by divine appointment. You're not here because you decide to be here Sunday morning. 
the Holy Spirit compelled you into the house of the Lord. Amen. It may start out as an ordinary year, but I'm going to guarantee you before the year's through, it will be extraordinary. <laughs> it's going to be extraordinary. But we have to decide in our hearts and our spirit that it's going to be. And I hear a lot of people praying and praying for this nation. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with them? Why aren't they repenting for the nation? So we've got to repent for this nation. We've got to take ownership of our part of what's going on. And it's another part of change. See, I don't know where I'm going today. If you're looking for a five-point sermon, you came to the wrong place. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've got a lunatic up here. I'm just going to tell you what, whatever comes on my spirit, it's going to be a smorgasbord. But see, the church of Jesus Christ has to get all together together. And we're going to have to repent before the Lord. How do you know rejection started in heaven? Did you know that? He could, why? Satan rejected the word. He rejected God. And when rejection sits in, what happens next? Rebellion. And then what happens? You, you lost the anointing. He lost his position. He got fired. So there's been a lot of rejection in the church, a rejection of God's word. You say, well, I don't reject his word. Oh, really? How many times have you gotten a prophetic word, a revelatory word, a logos word? How many times have God spoken to you and yet you didn't respond to it? You say, well, wow, wait a minute. That's right. When you didn't respond to it, you rejected it. So there's rebellion in all our hearts. So we've got to get rid of that re spirit of rebellion, that rejection, receive the word of the Lord. So I don't know what God's going to say, but one thing I know, that today he wants our hearts pure. He wants to do something extraordinary in the house of the Lord. And we've got to move from where we are to where God is and do what God wants to do. Find where God's heart is and get there. And we'll get rid of all this rejection and all this rebellion. And then we'll start doing what God wants. And then we'll see what God does. It'll be extraordinary. God's in the house. Even sitting there right now, I can say this in the Holy Spirit. Some are being healed sitting in a chair. Some of you have been sitting here battling with your mind. Your mind has been so busy. The enemy's been trafficking over your mind. And you can't even hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying because of this voice in the midst of you. And God said today, by the authority and the blood of the Lord Jesus, that stronghold's broken right now. Your mind's being set free. See, God's going to give you peace today. God's going to give you rest. But we came on an ordinary day that's going to turn out extraordinary. Saul never realized he'd become back a king. Look at David. Ruddy little guy. Rejected by his brothers, anointed king, ends out back in the field. What if he stood out there and murmured, well, what about me now? Huh, I'm the king now. Oh, really? School's starting for you, dude. <laughs> See, we get a word from God, but we don't think about the school that we're about to go through. <laughs> there is a process. When God says something... When God releases something, when God speaks something, school starts. Amen. There's a process that he's taking the bride through. So in 2013, the bride will get through what God's about to do in 2013. This could be a year of something fresh. 
See, we're not going to keep repeating history. God don't want your New Year resolutions. He wants you. 2013 is going to be something fresh. Come expecting something fresh. Even your praise and worship may get completely different. That's okay. You're allowed to have something different. We don't have to do it the same way. Many some of your pastor may not even get up to preach. He might just lay out on the floor, and that's okay. Oh, somebody might get offended. Good. It's about time somebody got offended in church. Remember the last time you've been to church, it got offended. Oh, my word. We got all these seeker-friendly churches out there, and nobody's going anywhere. But see, it's about time somebody said it like it is. I know your pastor says it like it is. You can walk in a sanctuary. You can feel the presence of the Lord here. It's awesome. But we got to, God's doing something really, really awesome. And we got to be ready for it. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. It tells us in Proverbs 29, 18. Where there's no what? Revelation or no prophetic vision. The people what? Cast off a string. How many know we have to have a vision? See, God's got a vision for all of you. God's got a vision for everybody in the house. There's a plan and purpose for every one of you. See, we've got to understand something, church. The past is behind. We need to learn from it. The future is ahead. Prepare for it. Your past is a clue to your future. The presence is here. Live it. See, we've got to understand that, church, the past is behind. We've got to learn from it. Everybody's studying the revivals of yesterday. Praise God, but let's learn from it. What, what happened? What happened that this major move of God lasted three, four, five years, and, and then it weans off? So we need to learn from that. We can't touch his glory, church. See, God's got a vision for his house He's got a vision for each one of you, sons and daughters. He's got a plan and a purpose for each one of you. So we've got to learn for what used to be, to move in this present moment. And what is God doing in this present moment will help us transcend of our past of yesterday, to move into our now in this moment, in this movement, what God's doing. But I've got to get past yesterday. I've got to move forward. Why keep repeating history? Amen. See, God's a God of something new. Isaiah 43, 18 says, I'm doing a new thing. If we're not so, I'd have told you. He said, don't even consider nor even ponder the things of old. You read Isaiah 43, you'll see God did great signs, wonders, and miracles. And he said, I'm going to supersede it. See, God wants to supersede everything that he does. See, God's got a purpose for the church in 2013. This is the year of the bride to rise up. This is the year, church, but we've got to move forward. We've got to start moving forward. The future is your dream now. To transcend the past, move from the now to the present moment, to prepare to hold fast to your dream of the future. <laughs> I just saw your faces on that. I have to repeat that because it, it's hard to... I got this all in the airplane, so don't blame me, okay? I'm just an innocent bystander. The future is your dream right now. What you're dwelling on is this present moment. Where your heart is in this present moment. 
What you're dreaming of right now is your future tomorrow. So you're going to have to lift your vision higher, church. You're going to have to lift your vision so much higher. You've got to get a whole new expectancy. You've got to get a whole new revelation. Your heirs and joint heirs with him. You've got to get a whole new revelation. He's saying yesterday, today, and forever. And he changes not. He said, speak my word, church. Matthew said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall remain. Church, we've got to start speaking his word. We've got to start speaking his word, church. I mean, look at, you know, the centuries that just speak the word. See, today we've got to speak the word, church. And what you're dwelling on right now is your future. What you're thinking about right now is your future. Where are you thinking about right now? Is your mind on heavenly things? He says, set your mind on the things above and not the things beneath. Right. So we've got to start getting a vision now for the future. Right. Amen. We've got to learn to move from this present moment to what God's doing. Yeah. Even five minutes ago is already passed. It's already done, son. Five minutes ago is already behind us. It's a now moment for you, son. It's a now moment for you. There's been some physical things that have been bothering you. But the Holy Spirit says, right now, right where you're sitting, I'm healing you. I'm mending you. I'm restoring you. I'm encouraging you. I am the shield about you. I am the strength within you. I am your confidence. I am Jehovah in the midst of you. I'm Jehovah enough for you. I'm Jehovah on time for you. You're not going to miss it, son. Today's your divine appointment. Your doctor just showed up. His name is Jesus. You're the healed of the Lord. You need to say so. Amen. Amen. Right now, it's done. It's done right now. Did that minister to you, son? Amen. So we need to know what God ministered to them. I'm okay if I miss it. I'm dead. It's not about me. If I miss it, it's okay. His grace can cover me. But I got to speak what God says. That's all we got to do is speak it out. Speak the word. Just speak the word, son. Whole things are not as though they are. Just speak like you've never spoke. Move like you've never moved. Groove like you never groove. Do what you never do. God gets something new for you. He's going to put rap inside of you when he gets through. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's going to be awesome, son. It's going to be totally awesome. It's like God syncopating you and the whole house in alignment what he's about to do. It's like Holy Ghost alignment is coming over the house. Holy Ghost alignment. It's like, wow, I'm bringing everything right into alignment. He said, then, bam, somebody hits that perfect place. Everything you guys have dreamed for, ever hoped for, ever believed for, it's going to be boom, 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 come right into order. That's why all the shifting, why all the changing, why all the rearranging, that's why all this commotion, because there's a promotion. And God said, I'm bringing it all into alignment. This day, it's all coming into alignment. Amen? It's going to be awesome. It ain't going to have to do with you, man. It's going to be radical when it's through. Hallelujah. You're going to be you dancing. You'll step her, dude. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, God should speak the word. Church, we've got to start speaking that word. It's a now moment. Your future ahead of you. What, you, what are you speaking today? That's your future tomorrow. Well, I, I, I won't be able to do it tomorrow. I might be too tired. Oh, give me a break. So we speak so many negative things over ourselves. See, we are the redeemed of the Lord, and we need to say so. 
We need to start speaking a word over our children. We need to start speaking a word over our family. We need to start speaking a word over our church. We need to speak the word over our city. If the earth, the Lord's, the fullest of, and all they dwell therein, guess what? This all belongs to God. I don't, I don't believe there's such thing as a hard place. If God's there, he's got a Holy Ghost jackhammer, something's going to change. But you've got to start speaking the word. Church, you've got to start speaking the word. You got, that's it, man. Make declarations, proclamations. None of these, Lord, if it's your will. Man, I want to slap the snot out of somebody and say that. What do you mean if it's his will? Wasn't Calvary sufficient? Wasn't the blood sufficient? I mean, he started out on an ordinary journey, on an ordinary day, in an ordinary stable. How would you like to be born in a stable? There ain't no heat in there. There ain't no porta potties in there. There's dung in there, man. There's flies in that place. You got to see it like it is, man. An ordinary babe. Ooh, swaddly close. Changed the world. He changed the world. Born in an ordinary way. Nothing extraordinary about him. Face rejection growing up. He's a bastard child. Oh, that's Joseph's son. We know about your family. Couldn't even play with the other kids. Think about that. Back in that time, man, you were illegitimate. His life wasn't easy. When the rest of them all had their permits for it, he didn't. He wasn't allowed. An ordinary man turned into be something extraordinary that changed the world. He got a hold of it. He got a hold of it, church. An ordinary day. What's God doing right now in the midst of all of you? Started out ordinary, concerned about this, concerned about that, fretting about this, fretting about that. Well, I'm just going to go to church today, see what God does. Man, I hope he wrecks your boat. Man, I hope he wrecks everybody in here. I mean, wrecks every thought and everything you have. Time to Jesus in the house. The presence is here. Just an ordinary day. Just an ordinary day for Ruth. Just out in the field, gleaming on the edges. Ends up being the lineage of David. An ordinary woman. Man, just think about how extraordinary that was. What about Mary? Peasant girl. Probably had swaddling clothes on herself. Poor kid. Then all of a sudden, she gets overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Her day started out ordinary, just like yours did. Then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit shows up. And this ordinary girl, an ordinary person in an ordinary city, something awesome happened. See, something's awesome's happening, church. This is not an ordinary day when Jesus is in the midst of it. If Jesus is in the midst of this house, it's not going to be ordinary. Do not expect this church to be ordinary. It will not be ordinary. I prophesy this church will not be ordinary. This church will not be ordinary. Young people are going to be able to come in here and get a double dose of the Holy Ghost, get Torah, to go change a nation. We're going to prepare them for a nation. 
We're not looking for revival for ourselves. We're looking for a world revival. I got to think beyond the four walls. I got to think beyond Indiana, Newcastle, Indiana. We got to think way beyond that. This church is not ordinary. It's not ordinary, daughter. You're not ordinary. God brought you out of ordinary to make you extraordinary. You're an extraordinary woman of God. Destiny is in you. Purpose is in you. Creation is in you. The same words he spoke to bring creation to existence, that creative word is inside of you. Your words are creative. He says, you speak and so shall it be, the Lord says to you. Just speak it. This ordinary days will become extraordinary for you. You're going to get a hold of what God is speaking to you. You're going to get a hold of what God's been downloading on you. And then just speak that word, he said. Just release it and watch what happens around you. It's going to be wild, I can promise you. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 So what are you thinking about now? See, you've got to lift your vision higher for your future. You've got to get past your yesterday. So many of us are bound by yesterday. So many of us are hindered by yesterday. So many can't get a hold of the vision or a hold of the plan or a hold of the purpose because they don't know how to transcend past where they were. We've got to get way past where we are, church. We've got to get way beyond where we, we have not. We only touched the hem of his prayer shawl. If we could only get a hold of what God's doing, this place would be so radical right now, the roof would be on it. If you could get a hold of what God's about to do all of you to take your ordinary day and blow it up on you. Because he's going to break everything off of you. Self-imposed limitations are coming off of you. It's time your boundaries come off of you. It's time to get rid of all your limitations and get rid of your stinking thinking and get a checkup from the neck up and get something new. Amen. <laughs> God wants to do something right now, but I got to be willing to go from here to there. I got to be willing to do it. See, there was nobody to step up for Elijah. Nobody stepped up and grabbed it. And God said, Who's ready to grab the anointing? Who's ready to grab a hold of what I'm about to do? See, Elijah took it with him because there's nobody willing to step up. Elijah had a protege he had elijah but there was nobody for elijah but now we're in the last days about in the last days the spirit of elijah must come but are you willing to be so radical and be so different are you willing to transcend from where you are to where god wants you to be see you, you got to be willing to do that you got to be willing to be totally different than anybody else See, but our problem is we're always trying to be seeker-friendly. We don't, we don't want to offend anybody. I, I don't know. Jesus, everywhere he went, somebody got offended, but they got healed. I mean, John the Baptist said it like, you brood of vipers. Who told you to come out here? How do they be called a brood of vipers, huh? You're out there in a beautiful religious garb, you know, with all your bells and smells and puppy dog tails hanging on you. I know that's not seeker-friendly. He obviously didn't read the book about being seeker-friendly. Somewhere that was not translated. Somebody missed it back then, you know what I mean? That wasn't politically correct, you know what I mean? They're, they're the Pharisees, you know? They're Sadducees because they're fair, you see. Amen? Somebody forgot to tell John the Baptist who they were. Somebody forgot to tell Jesus when he rebuked them. 
Somebody forgot to tell Jesus when he went in the temple and cleaned it out. Wow, can you imagine that, going in the temple, cleaning it out? Imagine going into church and all the artifacts and all this garbage some places have in it and going there and cleaning it out? That's radical. But you know what? That's what God wants. But he's going to start with this temple. If I'm expecting God and I'm believing for God, how many of you having guests come to your house? You expect your guests, don't you? So what do you do? You will do what? You prepare the house. You clean the house up. You put the house in order. Why? You are expecting the guest. How many are expecting Jesus? But it's time to get the house cleaned up. Time to prepare a place, a holy place for them to have it. Time to get the house in order. You got a guest in your house. His name is Jesus. And he came here to do something radical. He wants to lift your vision higher. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The future is your dream now to transcend the past, to move from the now, to even move from this present moment to move in the present movement that God wants to do. Even now, we've got we to get past where we are. Even this present moment, we've got to move from the now. Even this very moment, what God's doing, and know there's a movement that God wants to do, and I've got to be ready to do it. I don't know what it looks like. I'm not going to tell you what 213 is going to be like. If you really notice, there's not many prophets prophesying out there. There are not many people speaking about 213. There are not many evangelists speaking about 213. There's a holy hush. Something's going on. See, God's not telling them. He doesn't want no blabbermouths. There's a lot of blabbermouths out there, amen? They're not prophesying or prophelying. But see, God's going to do something so fresh and so awesome that even this present moment, we're going to move from this present moment to the present movement that God's about to do. What's it look like? I don't know. But I know it's greater than what we've ever seen. I, I, can't, I can't give you a map to it. I can't lay it out for you. I'm not hearing anything in the Spirit. The only thing I'm hearing is fresh. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be fresh manna. It's going to be so fresh, we've never seen it before. He's going to take an ordinary church in an ordinary city in an ordinary town and wreck the world. When you connect with that, you connect with who you are in Him, by Him, through Him, by the blood of the Lamb that redeemed you, sanctified you, called you, pulled you out of the muck and mire, pulled you out of the fire, when you can connect with the cross of Jesus Christ and what it did for you, when you can connect with what God laid down at Calvary for you, when it becomes alive inside of you, there's no stronghold that can stop you. There ain't no mindset that can stop you. There is nothing in this world can stop you when you get a hold of what Calvary did for you you got to get a hold of it. You're a new creation, church. You are a new creation in Him. You were created in His likeness and His image. You are as He is. You're made in His likeness. you got to get a hold of that dream. Get a hold of that vision for the church and what Jesus wants to do with it. He wants to change the world. Are you willing to step up and do it? You've got everything you need to do it. Every good and perfect gift from above has already been bestowed upon you. You lack nothing. There's nothing that can stop you. Absolutely nothing. Nothing can stop you, brother. 
You're unstoppable. You're like a moving freight train. There's nothing can stop you. God said, you get it settled in your heart. I'll give you the tongue of the learned. I'll put my Holy Ghost compass in the midst of you. I will set you in the midst of the congregation. I will set you in the midst of my people. And like a river, my word will start flowing out of you. I'm about to unlock that dam that's been jammed inside of you, Holy Ghost man. God said, we're unleashing that dam. And you're going to start moving like you've never moved. You're going to go where you've never dreamed of going. That dream that's inside of you is going to become a reality to you. God said, heaven's going to open up above you. You're going to realize that you're an heir and a joint heir with me. You're made of my like. You're made of my image. Forgetting those former things, those former years that you've been through. For now is a season. Right now, son, I'm doing a new thing in the midst of you. Right now. It's right now. It's right now. It's right now, daughter. You're in a now season right now. Right now, you're in a now season. God said, you write it out. Watch what I do. He said, go ahead, put a demand on the anointing. He said, put a demand on me. Try me, see if I'm not God. See if I not meet you in that hard place. There's been a mountain around you that's trying to hinder you. And Jesus said in Psalms, the mountains melt like wax in my presence. Door today, this day, the Lord would say, that mountain's coming down. That stronghold's coming down. He said, daughter, I'm going to open heaven above you. I'm going to lavish you with a robe of glory when it's all through. My peace will lead you. My word will sustain you. Oh, daughter, the joy will overwhelm you when I'm about to give you. Things are going to become so clear to you. I'm going to write destiny out right in front of you. You said, Lord, what is my purpose? What is that destiny? Lord, what would you have to do with me? He said, daughter, I've ordained you, and I've called you, and I've purposed you right from your mother's womb. That's why there's been so many battles in your life, because the enemy tried to stop you, because the purpose is so grand inside of you. The call is so great inside of you. Everything around you is telling you something opposite to try to stop you. But today, every lie, every deception is broken off of you today the robe of glory is on you there's no limits on you that mountain's coming down right now and today the body your body's totally been completely restored your long-term and short-term memory is going to completely restored. your physical makeup your your chemistry makeup is all changing everything's coming into order in your physical body yes. amen right now see god's doing it right now he's doing it right now Hallelujah, right now. Oh, it's happening right now. See, God wants you to get your past where you are. We got to get past where we are. Well, there's something greater than we've ever experienced. Just an ordinary shepherd boy pursued most of his whole life before he became king. I mean, he had a lot of schooling to go through, didn't he? School's almost over. It's time to step up. How much more teaching do you need? How much more revelation must he give you? See, he said go, but our promise, we want this long thing with it. God said go, but we want this long list about what, the go, what does go mean. You know, we're always trying to analyze what God said when he said go. We're, we're always trying to dissect it. Well, let me get more education. You know, if education would have done it, the world would have been changed by now. Well, let's come up with a new formula. We, we, we got all these new psychology classes. Jehovah Healer's in the house. He's better than any psychologist will ever find. He came to heal the broken heart and set the captives free. Your mind's being set free today. Your spirit's being unlocked today. 
Those words of yesterday, your ancestral curses are broken today because the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, in the house. Your ancestral curses are broken. Well, I don't want to become undignified. You have to come undignified so you can get glorified. Man, we're so worried about offending somebody. But the person we're really offending is Jesus. We really offend him when we don't release the word. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Wow. This present moment, this present time. Wow, thank you, Lord. A vision is a mental focus of what things could be or should be in the near future. See, that's what we need to get a hold of, church. We need to get a mental focus on what things could be and should be in the near future. Not what somebody else is trying to paint for us, but what is God saying about our future. We need to get it in our spirit and in our minds what God said. And what God has planned. we got to get mentally focused on those things. Thinking those things above and not the things beneath. We need to mentally get a focus on what God's about to do. You need to get a hold of heavenly vision. On what God's about to release in the earth. How many ch This church has a vision. You need to get a hold of the vision of the house. And as you get a hold of your own vision. As you embrace the vision of the house. And embracing the vision of the house. God's preparing you for your vision. But you got to go on and help someone else's vision through. But we got to go to hold. What is God doing? Find out what the Holy Spirit's going to be doing. Get a mental picture of God, what the church would look like. I mean, look at the book of Acts. I mean, that's the only thing we really got a hold of that can give us some kind of idea of what the church was. And now it's going to be something greater than even that. Says the heck, of, who can remember the church in its former glory? Who can remember how it was back then? And how does it compare to now? And it says there's nothing. It's not the same. It's time that we bring back the, the glory. It's time to bring the glory back into the house of the Lord. Then when people get out here in the parking lot, they get slain in the spirit. You're going to have to have elders to drag them in off the parking lot. I'm serious. That's got to happen. You got to get a hold of that mental picture. You got to get a hold of a mental picture of wheelchairs lined up along the wall. You got to get a mental picture. You got to get a hold of the drug addicts filling the house. You got to get a mental picture of the prostitute in the house, saved, healed, and delivered. You got to get a hold of the vision of what God planned for sons and daughters and you. You got to get a vision for the house. Then when you come in, you get a hold of what God's doing. And you leave, a, you leave with it in you. It motivates you. It leads you. It drives you. Get a picture. Imagine in this house. Wheelchairs stacked up all over the place. Crutches. Scratchers laying out on the parking lot. Radical stuff. The drug community turned inside out and upside down. With the glory of the Lord will be seen so clear. We got to get a hold of this church. Don't be satisfied with what you got. Don't be satisfied with what you have. You got something awesome, but God wants to take it so much further. You got to get a mental picture of something even greater. And you got to be willing to go with the worship into the heavenlies. You got to start praising Him till the spirit of worship comes. And then you have to worship Him until the heavens open up and just enter in.
Wow. Can you imagine that? Get a hold of Ephesians 3.20 says, I'm able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond all that you can imagine or even think. Start getting a hold of this in your imagination. What would it be like to get out of the car? Wow. Even the cop car going by slams the brake on. What's going on in there? I need to investigate this. Like the Walsh Revival, they were falling out miles away. Was that just for them? Was Brownsville just for them? Were those movements of God just for them? More than any generation, this generation. This generation is going to supersede those things. Get a hold of that mental picture of that for you guys right now. Get a hold of that and become totally radical. What if my neighbor gets offended? Praise God, at least they're awake now and they're paying attention. It's awesome. It's going to be awesome. We've got to get a hold of it. It's now, brother. It's now season for you, man. You're going to a whole new dimension, dude. Space cadet for Jesus. You're going to be out to lunch more than you're in. God loves you, son. Man, does he love you. You're a good son. You've been faithful with a little. God said, I'm going to bless you with much. Because I'm going to bring it to pass all that you dreamed. All that you've been hoping for. All that you've been believing for. He said, was not in vain. He said, son, all that things that you went through. All those trials and all that testing. He said, son, I was just preparing you for something greater. He said, now this is the day of something greater. He said, son, you think you're radical? When I get through some. They're going to know the new definition of radical. Amen. I see a multitude, as far as my eye can see, of young people marching and beat for the glory of the king. Multitude coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west, like waves of golden glory coming over the house. Golden glory coming all over the house. The presence of the Lord just filling the house with his glory. Waves of glory just coming all over you. Wow. Get a hold of that church. His glory is going to fill the house. His presence is going to fill the place. You're just going to sit there and just weep. That's all you don't know how to do. What do you do when you're in the presence of the living God? You think, wow, this is possible. It's now. It's now, daughter. You wanted to see an open heaven. That's been your cry. Boy, you cried, Lord, I want an open heaven. He said, I've heard you. It's going to be so unto you. I'm going to open the heavens above you. I'm going to meet with you in the king's court. And in the king's court, I will talk with you. There's a lot of questions that you have inside of you. And one by one, the Lord would say, I will answer you. Under an open heaven and an open vision, I'm about to give you. Restoration of your physical being today starts with you. Total restoration. Total, total restoration of your physical being. I don't know what you've been through, but daughter, today, you're going to walk out here like a teenager. You're going to have that energy back, that youthful back, and then night you're going to sleep like a baby. No more tossing and turning. That's what the Lord would say to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. It's right now. You ready, brother? <laughs> you're precious, man. You're a gem.
You're in one of daddy's jams. You're a daddy's teddy bear. <laughs> you got a tender heart, man. You got a gift of compassion. That's why you love like you love. And that love just heals so many people. You have no clue how many people you touch. You say, Lord, what, what am I doing for you? Just be you. Just be you out there in the marketplace. You emanate who I am. I pour right out of you. I'm proud of you, son. You're doing a good job. It's not about what you speak or what you teach. It's what emanates from you. And that's the compassion of Jesus oozing out of you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A vision of mental focus on what things could be or should be in the near future. A vision is not limited to what is happening currently. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. The vision is not limited by the current circumstance. Who cares what's going on? It can't stop God. You know, he's not worried about the economy. He wasn't worried about it when he brought Israel out. Amen. He didn't sit there and bite his nail like, oh, I got a million people out in the desert. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> that current circumstance did not bother God. God's not worried about our current circumstance that stands before us. He's not hindered by it. He's not stopped by it. We're the ones that hinder it and limit it. And God says, stop thinking that way. I didn't concern myself with Israel when I brought them out. They lack no good thing. So you're not limited even by your personal current circumstance. Sometimes we get so focused on our current circumstance that we find ourselves stalemate. So get the limits off your current circumstance. I don't care what it is. He's Jehovah enough for you. Church, he's Jehovah enough for you. You are not limited by your current circumstance in your own personal life. You are not limited by it. Isn't that awesome? And you're not limited by the current circumstance in your country. It has no bearing on you. You are the bride of Christ. You're part of the royal priest, a holy nation, special people set aside unto God. Ephesians 1.3 says, you're already blessed with all spiritual blessings before the earth was even formed. You lack nothing. So the current circumstance, what's going on right now, has no limitations. You are not limited by what you see or what you hear out there. Break that stinking thinking. You are not limited. Hallelujah. No limits. All limits are off today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm looking for more things that just add to that, that I really want to get something in your spirit. Hallelujah. A vision transcends time, stretches reality beyond its current boundaries to help guide people from the failure to success. It meant vision transcends time. We're not bound by this present time. This present moment does not stop what God's about to do. It transcends this present moment. He's not bound by time. He don't think in a realm of time. We live in ourselves when we think in a realm of time. We give God two hours on Sunday. That's a limitation. God said, give me the whole day and watch what I do with it. 
I can't imagine a church giving God all day. But see, you've got to get it in your heart and in your mind to get it settled. We've got to get past thinking and time. I know there's times, times and times pass, but I can't let times pass in a fear of this present moment. A vision transcends, scratches reality beyond this. So you've got to get way beyond this, church. We are not bound by time. Let's get way beyond it, transcend where we are to get a hold of what God's doing right now. He wants to do it right now. And time is not a limitation. Time is here to serve us, not us serve time. We've been spending too much time serving time. We're bound by time. We limit everything by time. I don't have time for this. You get a phone call, or you don't know, I got to go. You just hung up with somebody that was going to commit suicide. Oh, but I had time. I had to do this. I, is it really? Time. You know, God stopped the clock before. He can do it again. Don't be bound by it. A vision transcends time. Scratches reality way beyond. Man, we get a hold of it. We can get a hold of this today. Then we wouldn't be started thinking all the time. Time, time, time. I, 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 I got to be out of church by 1 o'clock. I, I, I really got to be out of there. And that's all we're thinking about. And God said, can you give me just a little bit more? I just want to be just a little bit more with you. I just want a little more time. So all we need is five minutes with Jesus. Five minutes. Five minutes with Jesus. That means totally lost in his presence. Even during the day when your day's getting all blowed up, when everything gets all messed up, step aside somewhere and just get along with Jesus. Here I am, Lord. My day is such a wreck, but I know you can straighten it out. Five minutes, just wait on him. Then you come out of the bathroom like Superman. You want some of me? <laughs> Bring it on, bad boy. <laughs> you just had five minutes with the king. Five minutes, the king will change your whole world. Five minutes, all you need is five minutes with Jesus. When's the last time we took five minutes out of the day? Oh, yeah, we do when the whole world crashes around us. Then we give them about ten minutes. They hear all our sorrows and our woes. and going, you never invited me in before. Amen? Time. The most precious gift. It's here to serve us. Not us to serve it. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Wow. Mm. A vision for ministry is only God-given. Amen? A, a vision for ministry is given by God. It conveys God's purpose, God's plans, and directs the church and where he wants it to go. Amen? And then the it directs where he wants the ministry to follow him. Amen? How? Oh, thank you, Lord. Visionaries do not allow negativity of the world to affect their faith. See, you guys are visionaries. We cannot allow all the negativity around us to affect our faith. How many times we let people get around us 
You come in all hopped up, full of faith, and they, get on, they come in, they spill all over you, and you feel like you've been ooked on. you got all the ook on you. Any faith you had, you just lost. You feel like, oh, man, you've got to help me, Jesus. You don't let neg- neg- things negative affect you. You're the ones in a charge, amen? Just tell people, this ain't a garbage dump between my two ears. Speak the word. Speak the word to them. I don't want to hear your woes. I want to hear about the glory. Oh, but you don't understand. Oh, I've been dragging so long. Man, take up your cross and die, fool. Man. Man, people let the negativity of the world affect you. Don't let it affect your faith, church. Lift your faith higher. Believe for something greater. It's a greater moment. Lift your faith higher. Believe for, believe for the extraordinary. It'll become ordinary. This ordinary day can be the most extraordinary day. It's up to you. It's up to you. Imagine that woman just making an ordinary basket of lunch for a little boy. Mm. You never know that day at Walmart may just be an ordinary day for you. But then you walk up to somebody in Walmart. Wow, so good to see you today. And they're looking at, what are you, what are you doing? No, I'm, I'm just saying what people are saying. That's okay. I understand your call, you know. Okay. Yeah. But you just walk up and you just, and just love on them. You don't, please don't King James, okay? Help me, Jesus. This woman will think you're a nut. But you walk up and you very gracious, just greet them with a smile and just love on them. And say, you know, I want to let you know today that the Lord speaks to me, and he's so proud of you. He is so proud of you. He's seen the wars that you've been through. He's seen the battles. But, daughter, that's what qualifies you to do what you do. It's what you've been through. Colossians 2.12, you pre-qualified to qualify. That's what God said. That's what he qualifies you to do. So all that we've been through, church, qualifies us to do what we do. We have a heavenly resume. What qualifies you to do what you do? It's what you've been through. And just love on them. And God's going to encourage you. God's going to want you to be encouraged today. God said all those prophetic words that you even shelved, he said, get them out one by one. I'm about to draw a picture right in front of you. There's a piece been missing. There's something just not fitting. He said, before the day's through, that missing piece would be there in front of you. And all of a sudden, it's all going to come together. You're going to get a hold of the things that God's been speaking to you. It's going to be like a new life rising up inside of you. There's a joy that's going to fill you. It's going to spill from you and all those around you. Because the Lord said, that piece that's been missing of the puzzle, that's going to put together for you. Now it's all going to come together. Now it's all going to make sense. And do I watch what God's about to do? This is the year of restoration of all things. God said, I'm going to restore family. It's now. It's, it's all you got to do. That's it. It's now. To speak the words of life. That's what you got to do. People need to hear what the Lord's doing. And then on an ordinary day in a Walmart, this woman gets touched. And her whole, whole world has just changed by the word of the Lord. You don't have to go in a three-piece suit, carry a 14-pound crushing Bible with you to beat him over the head with it, or a 40-pound cross hanging off your chest. 
Oh, my word, help me, Jesus. Some of the stuff that we do, it's amazing. God, that's why God says in Psalm, he sits in heaven and he laughs. He sits and he laughs, church. You, you should be up here, some stuff I see, I laugh. Oh, my word. Yeah, it, yeah, your lights are on, but nobody's home. Hallelujah. And it's really cool. What's really neat is, and when you walk down the aisle, all of a sudden, they're paying attention. All of a sudden, whoo, he's coming down here. I hope you didn't read my thoughts. Oh, I love it. I do it at weddings, too. It's awesome. Next time you do a wedding, oh, they expect you to stay up here. But then go back to the people. Oh, it flips them out. Oh, the preacher's coming near me. I wonder if he knows I was out drinking. Oh, here he comes. I can feel it coming. You can see him getting nervous. You're not walking up there. They're starting to look down. Everybody's waking up back there. Yeah, I know there's some crazy people over there, brother. They'll tear you up. No, don't come up here. Woo, don't come here. You stay right there, brother. <laughs> leave, the, leave the glory up there with you now. Don't come back here mess with my party going on back here. Hallelujah. God's about to wreck some parties. Did you know that they did a survey that you emanate seven feet from you, the anointing? Yeah. I had a Dr. David who travels with me. I was wondering what this crazy man was doing. He was watching me real intently. And here he, he they've been doing a study. He says, every time I got within seven foot of people, even when they were sleeping, they woke right up. I, I knew I got seven feet away. He says, immediately, their attention came to alertness. So that's why you see, I, I've done it my whole life, though. I can't stand still. I'll blow up. <laughs> so, so when I walk near people, you can see them really pay attention. I watch it, and I, get, I don't think it's funny, especially sitting there texting like you don't see it. <laughs> you know what I did at one church? I collected, the cell, I collected cell phones. And that wasn't bad enough. I said, now after church, you want them back. It's $10 a phone. <laughs> that pastor flipped out, brother. But I'll tell you what, Sunday night, there were no cell phones in the church. They knew not to go there. They're sitting there. Like you can't see them. No. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I wish I had a phone to text him. I see you. <laughs> God's got your number. One day he may do that to you. Amen. Hallelujah. He's got a sense of humor. If you don't think so, look in the mirror. <laughs> Hallelujah. Visionaries are not allowing the activity of the world to affect their faith. They are confident, strong believers. They have faith in Jesus Christ. They know that even the biggest problems are no match for the Almighty God. Amen? Visionaries are careful to, not to be sidetracked from the main calling. How many of you want to get you sidetracked? He wants to get you off into so many things. To try to sidetrack you, get you busy, and doing good things. You see, sometimes oh, you get all this good stuff, and, but you know, you got sidetracked. And then you say, well, well God, where's the vision? It's still the same, but you allow some good things to get in your way. So you get a hold of what God wants and just be single-minded, amen? Get a hold of what God's saying and don't let anybody sidetrack you or take you off and all that other stuff that's good stuff, amen? All that stuff can stop you. Visionaries have great expectancy. How many have a great expectancy today? And see, that's a lot better now. Praise God, we got half the church expecting. Woo, praise God. We're doing something. 
We got 50% now. Maybe we'll have 100 before the day's over. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many ladies go to a labor room and don't expect to have a baby? <laughs> yeah, you got that right, ladies. You need to teach these men something. When you go in and you expect something. Some woman need to teach you on that. They're unwilling to settle for just getting by. How many tired of just selling for getting by? It's, it's it. Mediocre is over. We're not going to settle for just getting by. Amen? Not going to do it. Number one, they believe in themselves. See, we've got to start believing in ourselves, church. See, I can believe in you, but do you believe in yourself? So you've got to believe in yourself, church. You've got to believe who you are. You've got to stand on who you are in Christ. You've got to start believing in who you are. You've got to believe in yourself. And they're able to endure hard times. You're going to have hard times, church. But when I believe in myself and I believe in him, I can endure hard times. We can endure it. But says, he who endures to the end will all be saved. We're going to have to endure something. But I need to believe in me. I need to believe in creation inside of me. And I need to speak his word. Yeah, I'm going to go through hard times. But praise God, we're going through. When hell breaks loose, don't stop. Keep going through. They seek encouragement from God's word. Amen. They get a hold of God's word like the Shudamite woman. How does she got a hold of God? See, she got a hold of God. So we got to get a hold of God, church. We got to get a hold of God. That Shudamite woman got a hold of God. Everything around her, everything around her said the boy's dead. Everybody around her, nobody was encouraging her. But she said, what? I got to get a hold of man of God. So sometimes you got to get a hold of somebody that believes like you believe. If somebody don't believe like you believe, you don't want to be with them. You want somebody radical. You got a hard thing coming up. You want somebody as radical as you. She got a hold of Elijah, man. We got to get a hold of God, church. We got to get a hold of what God's doing. Yeah, that's negative time, but we're going to get a hold of God. We're going to be like the Shudamite woman. Ain't nothing going to stop us. We're going to get a hold of God more than ever in this generation. It's a now time, church. I got pages and pages, but I, I hope today that that minister to you. But I want to take time and minister to you today, too. Now, I want to open up this altar today. I, I want to come in agreement with you. It's like today, let's do something fresh, something new. It's like today is an impartation day for revelation. It's like today is a new day. God said, I, I want to launch you. I, I want to commission you. I want to release you. I want to set your feet on the new thing I'm about to do. He said, today is a day of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon you. It's a day of my glory in the midst of you. Today, I want you to get a hold of a heavenly vision, a heavenly dream. Get a hold of the heavenly plan that I desire for you. That's why I shed my blood for you. That's why I've called you, anointed you, appointed you. That's why I died at Calvary for you, that you can have a life and have it more abundantly. That's why I died on Calvary, to deliver and heal and to mend and restore and redeem that which is lost. Hallelujah. we got to get a hold of that. That's got to burn in us today. If anything, get a hold of anything today. Calvary was sufficient for you. Calvary is what healed and delivered you. It's time, church. 
Jesus is waiting for us today. He's waiting for us at Calvary. He said, take up your cross. He's waiting for you. Sure, that road, Via Dolorosa is a long road. We're going to have to walk it like he did, but we're going to get through. It's in that walk and following through, Jesus, I'll meet with you. I'll be the strength within you to endure those things that you must go through. I will be with you when that trying circumstance in life touches you. It's in those times and in those places that I become real to you. It's in a hard place that you discover my substance that I placed inside of you. It's in those times that I become real to each and every one of you. It's in those times. It's, today's the days I want to meet with you. I wait for you at Calvary. I made it through. And today you can make it through. He says, come, the hour's late. I have need of you. Come. I await your presence at Calvary. Come and meet with me. It's not with me. Let me share my heart, my dream to you. To deliver you, to heal you, to restore you. You're my creation. My sons and daughters are my likeness, my image. I have made you. Oh, today he waits for each and every one of you. Today's a new day. It's not an ordinary day. Today's a new day. And God wants to turn it into something extraordinary. There's no reason in creation why you have to walk out that door with that junk in your trunk. You've got to determine today, I'm not walking out with that junk in my trunk. Today, this day. Those who need healing today, you're healed. Kenan's word when he said, speak my word, my servants are healed. Today, I speak that word over today, you are healed by the Lord. You are the redeemed, you are the healed of the Lord. There's some families in here that have been splintered but the Lord said today, I'm restoring these families. I'm going to bring restoration to those families. I'm going to bring healing in those families. There's been some strains on some relationships in this house. God said today, let's get it right. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it being right? Do we have to be right? Who says we're right? One day we're going to get to heaven and find out we're all wrong. See, we always think we're right. Is it really worth it? It's not worth it. Time is so short. Even if you're, even if you're not the one to cause the offense. So I had to do it too. I had to go to somebody offended me. I did nothing. Boy, that's a whole lot of story. I could tell you that one. Boy, that'd take all day to tell you that one. And then the Lord tells me, you've got to go apologize. What? Are you kidding me, Lord? Yeah, you got to be kidding. You want me to go to them. They just messed up everything. I, I did a conference. I'll make, I'll make it real short. I did a conference about two years ago, and I left it to pastors and this elder. This guy was in my church and our, our ministry. I came back to what I thought was going to be a conference. It was not. It was a total disaster. Cost of ministry, all kind of money, everything. Everything fell apart. It was horrible. Nobody even showed up. It was so bad. And then the Lord tells me, go apologize to them. I said, wow. They tell you what, God knows how to break you. Was it worth it to hold an offense, to get bitter, to get angry? Is it really worth it? God wants to heal some relationships in here today. See, church, right now, what, the one of the things I'm seeing is attack on relationships, marriage and relationships in general. 
They're under attack. The enemy wants to divide. He can divide, he'll conquer. Let's get the division out of the house of the Lord. Division has to go, church. Let's get rid of division amongst us and really become one body, one heart, one mind, one spirit. This is the place. This is the place. It's right now. Some of you might have to go out to church and go up to somebody, even though they cause offense. You know what? Forgive me, man. And let it go. Marriages, some of you are going to have to just go home and say, you know what? I need to ask your forgiveness. I've been stiff-necked. I've been hard. And just let it go. Let's get the marriages healed. Amen? Let's get some marriages healed. Let's bring healing in this, this I sense healing in this house of relationships. Let's, let's let healing take its place today. Let's determine every one of us in this house, there'll be healing in this house. We're going to see some relationships healed here today. So the Holy Spirit can move so freely. See, it's not just about you. You bring that in here with you, you hinder the Holy Spirit. It's not just about you anymore. We're a family. God said, let us begin. I await your presence. Let's begin right now. Determine in our heart. It may make some phone calls this afternoon. It's okay to be humble. Jesus, so he washed, his, he washed their feet. Well, I got awful quiet in here. It's time for healing. You wonder why there's so much Cancer. They prove it, bitterness, anger, resentment. Some of us have it in our heart today. God said, can I have it? Is it worth it? Hold on to? Well, you don't know how they offend me. They offended him. Well, you don't know how they abused me. They abused me. Well, they rejected me. They rejected me. Well, they beat me. They beat me too. Well, they abandoned me. Well, they abandoned me too. He's already been there for you. And he held no grudges. He kept no accounts. But here I am, Papa. I take it all for them. His greatest friends left him. And he still stood to Calvary. Even when they walked away, even at the foot of the cross, when he needed them the most, they walked away, but he still went there. Is it really worth it? Time to let it all go, church. Let the healing take place in this house today. Let's determine our spirit. Let's make it right with each other. Amen. Well, this altar is open to you today. This altar is open. Praise the worship team. Do you mind praying quietly behind me? Hallelujah, if you're still here. Everybody might be out to lunch. Who knows? <laughs> and it's okay if you are. Praise God. But if you're here today, you have your money, but have them come up and well, uh, yeah, I don't make myself clear sometimes. I don't wear them out to lunch. You know, my lights are on, but nobody's there, brother. <laughs> I'm, two, I'm two blocks down the road already. <laughs> but praise God. If you're here today, it's not about your neighbors. It's about you and Jesus. Just come up here. Let us, we'll just pray with you. We'll come in agreement with you today. If you need healing, come on down. This altar's open. Bet you today you want to come up here. You may be in a backslidden condition. You're faking it till you make it. God said the altar's open to you today. 
It's a good day to get it right. 2013, starting fresh. It's start fresh today. It's, it's get it right today. So if you find yourself in that place today, and man, I really need help, this altar's open to you. You may be here today. You may not even be saved. If that's you, this is your day. It's a day to get it right. You're not going to be embarrassed. Nobody's going to be embarrassed here in this church. We're all dead. We're here for each other, man. We're here for one another. Jesus was not embarrassed to go to the cross for you. They stripped him and everything. So if you're here today and you don't really know Jesus but just faking it, today, so let's, let's get it right. If you're backslidden, let's get it right. If you need a healer, just need somebody to pray with you. Just need a hug. This altar, I invite you to come. Come. All you have you laden, come. This altar's open to you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Come. This altar's open. He says, come. Come. All you are heavy laden, come. This altar's open to you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Peace. Peace. Just give him peace. Give him direction.